This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Equity Mates. Uh, really appreciate the support and love that we get from all of you guys. Obviously, we are doing this for free. We don't expect any money from anyone, and we, we do it for the love of investing and equities. But there is one thing that we could really appreciate your support from. Ren? Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, look, we don't ask for money, although if you want to send it our way, we wouldn't say no. <laughs> but the biggest thing you can do to help us, to help us grow the podcast, to get more people listening, is to just jump on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use and give us a rating. Ideally, five stars. If not, if you think we're only worth three, then that's your decision. <laughs> but yeah, it helps us massively uh, in the ratings uh, and to get more listeners and to grow the brand. Nice. Leave a review and also tell your mates. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Mate, can't complain. We're on summer holidays right now. We are. We're probably uh, kicking back, uh, not thinking about investing, but the show must go on. The show must go on, and that's why we're here for our second installation of our deep dive into an Australian company that we've randomly selected from the ASX. No, not 200, the ASX in it, its entirety. And today, Ren, um, after you typed in the letters L and R into the ASX, we came across LRS, which was Latin Resources Limited. So to give some listeners some context, if they have just joined us on the show Ren and I are on our summer break, um, feet up, really relaxing, well, hopefully. We, we should say, I'm actually working until like the week of Christmas, so I'll actually just be at work today whenever people are listening to this. <laughs> I think you're going to be doing something similar. Yeah, I'm actually going to be at work as well, but anyway. But anyway, yeah, we're just, uh, we're refreshing and uh, doing some work for, we're doing some 2019 planning for equity mates. That's right. And so... To keep the content go- content going and um, and to keep everyone interested in investing, we've decided to do a deep dive into an Australian company, mainly just to give 
ourselves a refresher on some of the ways that you can research companies um, and try some new research techniques and also give all of our listeners an insight into some of the ways and resources that you can get information and start to form a bit of a thesis about companies. So last uh, episode on this, we did uh, Baby Bunting, which we both thought was a pretty interesting company to research. And this week, Ren, we've got something completely different. We've got a, a resources company, which we were kind of hoping not to come across, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but we were doing random company generation on yeah. ASX. You're going to get a resources company. Absolutely. So Latin Resources Limited, the ASX ticker is LRS, and it is an exploration and evaluation company of mining projects, particularly lithium and cobalt, Ren. Yeah. How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> lithium, actually quite exciting. So True. what we'll do, we'll break this down uh, into sort of three main sections. We'll start with the company itself, then we'll talk about the industry and competition, and then we'll talk about its financials and a little bit about valuation. Sure. Any any other key headings you want to insert? No, I think broadly speaking, that's that's a great way to, to structure this. So let's crack on in. All right. And uh, as we did with Baby Bunting, we'll sort of talk about uh, how we went about finding the information as we go because really the value in this is obviously breaking down the company but more so breaking down how we broke down the company yeah nice so so you get you get you hear about a company and first thing uh i googled it asx lrs and uh you see the share price and um it's actually trading at less than a cent so cheap ran cheap that was my first question it's actually uh as of the day that we're recording this the 11th of december it's trading at a third of a cent. So wow. 0.003 cents. Uh, so you can get uh, three and a bit shares for one cent. Very cheap. I want to point out that both of us saying cheap uh, in terms of the valuation of the company is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about literal dollars and cents. Yes, yes. You can get it for less than a cent. A fraction of a cent might be very expensive if uh, it's pissing away even more than that if it's worth two cents but uh, no if it's worth two oh if the whole company's worth two yeah cents. Oh, i was gonna say if you're buying it yeah anyway yeah i got what you're saying so it's a good place to start when you look at the share price and one other thing i think to note with it is that there's been very little movement in in its share price yeah it was um, trading um as high as two cents a full two cents in january and it's it true. Was pretty consistently at one cent and then it fell into the fractions of a cent in October of this year, 2018. Yes. So not as volatile as a lot of other companies out there on the ASX, and that will become more evident as we dive into the company a bit more. So LRS is a mineral exploration company um, focused on identifying um, mineral resources, particularly in Latin America. And I think, Ren, it's important that we stress that it's an exploration company at this point. Yeah, so why don't, why don't we make that distinction? What, what, like, what's the, like, what is it, you would say, life cycle of the resource industry or like how do Yes, you... so a lot of these companies, and this is the stage that this one is at at the moment, is... Um, getting capital from its investors to go out and essentially explore 
uh, areas where they think that there is going to be large deposits of uh, minerals, particularly in this case, um, lithium and cobalt, as we said. So their stage in the life cycle at the moment is exploring and discovering where these minerals might be before they then progress to the next stage, which I'm sure they'll then ask for further capital from their investors to actually then go and start mining and extracting or or whatever they do with those fields. And they may go on and and sell it. I'm not too sure. So to to maybe be a little bit more specific, there's probably three key stages that we should talk about. So the first stage is the explorers and that's what latin resources is and they literally will either buy land but more more uh generally usually they won't buy the land they'll just get mining rights from the land so it might be government-owned land they'll get um mining exploration rights from the government or it will be you know big landholders you know big agricultural firms and companies and families and they'll say we think there might be whatever the mineral is gold lithium cobalt whatever coal in your land we want to explore it they get these explorers get granted the rights to explore and then they literally just start drilling in random spots well i'm sure it's not random there's a lot of science to it and they're the explorers uh they make money if they strike gold literally literally they they find (laughs) gold and then their exploration rights that they have suddenly are worth exponentially more than they paid for them so yeah. as an investor, you know, obviously if you are really close to the mining industry, you might have a knowledge edge because you might know who a really good explorer is. You probably have some idea of where minerals might be. But generally as an investor, it's a bit of a lottery ticket because yes. you and and we'll get we'll get to lithium in South America in a second, but um there's lots of companies that are generally exploring in similar areas and whoever strikes minerals strikes gold. So that that's that's the first stage. There's a lot of explorers in on the ASX just because Australian investors are attuned to them and have invested in them before. The next stage, and so then if an explorer finds minerals, then they'll either decide to create a mine themselves or they'll sell the rights to a mining company. And that's your, your standard mining company. Probably don't need to explain that too much. And then the... Uh, the third stage in this sort of resource extraction industry is the processes. So, yeah. you know, they're the companies that turn iron ore into steel, uh, turn, you know, their oil refineries, they're all that that processing stage of the, the extraction process. So mm. you'll have companies that are vertically integrated and explore, mine and process. And then you'll have companies that are sit on different stages of the life cycle life of the cycle, supply yeah. chain. Latin resources that we're talking about now is purely an explorer, at least in December 2018. Yes. And they have gone out and, as you said, uh, asked for a lot of concessions for mining concessions and exploration concessions for hundreds of thousands of hectares throughout uh, Latin America from, from I, I'm assuming, the governments over there. So that's where they're at right now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One, one last thing about this, uh, the different life cycles. There was a study of, the, of mining explorers on the ASX in 2014, uh, and they found that one of the riskiest things an explorer can actually do in terms of just losing investors' money is um, actually finding minerals and then deciding to build the mine themselves. Apparently, 50% of the explorers that fi- found minerals and decided to mine themselves actually failed. Wow. Yeah, because obviously it's capital intensive. It's a different, it's a different ball game. Skill um, sets, a new skill set. Yeah, so be. you might invest in, in this case, Latin resources. They may strike lithium and you might you know, be celebrating then they might decide to mine it themselves. And at least from this ASX study in 2014, um, half of them fail. So there's a lot of risk, but there's also a lot of reward. Yeah. The thing is, I have a feeling from looking at the milestones for 2019 and 2020 for Latin resources that they may be going down the track of mining because their fourth milestone of of four in the first quarter of 2020 is um, commence plant construction. So I'm not sure if that means they're going to start mining themselves if they do find, but who knows what, who knows? We'll have to keep keep an eye on that, yeah. Anyway, so Ren, they're looking for lithium and cobalt, two minerals that are, you know, have been talked about quite a lot this year for reasons, you know, batteries and they're used in um, a number of, uh, well, primarily batteries, I guess. Um, and there was a, a spike in demand for lithium and a lot of the small lithium stocks at the start of the year. And, you know, it's been on a bit of a run, to be honest, for the last couple of years and a lot of chat about it. Um, I've actually invested in Galaxy for that reason. Yeah, I was going to um, say, a lot of one chat of the from competitors. you about it. <laughs> um, so it's been a pretty hot topic, um, the industry. You wanted to add to that? No, I think I think you've summed it up nicely. Beautiful. So you you touched on it there. Let's let's quickly cover off on the the company, but because we're we're getting very quickly into the industry sure. more broadly. So uh, you touched on it there. It's it's based in South America. Now the reason that it's based in South America is uh, it's it's a real lithium producing region. Argentina, Chile, and Bolivia are known as the Golden Lithium Triangle. And those three countries actually produce two thirds of the world's lithium supply. So, you know, sixty-six percent of the world's lithium comes from uh, this area, mm. and uh, this company has more than a hundred thousand hectares of exploration concessions. So they have a hundred thousand hectares of land on which they've been given permission um, to explore and to see if there are lithium deposits. Um, in that, they have four major projects, two in Peru and two in Argentina. Um, 
I know Peru wasn't in those three countries I mentioned before, but it's nearby and they obviously have a have a hunch that there's lithium there as well. So so that that's the that's the business model. They've got these exploration concessions and they're trying to strike lithium. Will they be successful? Who knows? It's potluck. So yeah, um, I don't really have anything to add there, Ren. Um, you're pretty much reading from my notes. So let's move on to, I guess, lithium um, as a as an industry. Is it is you know Latin resources in the right exploration industry at the moment? You have some thoughts on this? I, I do. So generally, um, as you said, lithium is booming. The estimates are primarily driven by battery storage in electric cars and solar. 2015, there was an estimated 170,000 tonnes of demand, oh sorry, of production. By 2020, they expect demand to be at 270 to 340,000 tonnes. Um, and by 2025, it's expected to be 500 to 600,000 tonnes of demand. So there's going to be a massive need for lithium. And obviously, with demand comes higher prices. Um, just in terms of where... I, I read this for to research this company. Literally, just googling lithium. There's so as you as you said, it's been such a hot topic. There's been so much written about it. Yeah. So you can find you can drown in articles about it. When when you look at the state of the industry, when the lithium boom started, there were really four companies that accounted for about ninety percent of the global lithium supply. So there was a Chinese company, two American companies, and a Chilean company. Um, so it was very heavily concentrated at the top. And what that has meant is that there's been a lot of emphasis on finding explorers because obviously the big lithium buyers want to diversify their sources of supply. They don't want to be reliant on one or two major producers because mm. then they become price takers. Mm. So although and you know the industry is expanding, but it's still quite top-heavy, so that's good news for explorers because if they find lithium, it's likely that there'll be a number of interested parties looking to buy it to you know sort of crack to crack into this to this industry. Mm. That's uh, the only other notes I have about the industry is that uh, City Bank reckon Australia has is rich in lithium and they think that it could supply over 50% of the lithium market by the end of 2018, so this year. I'm not sure how close we are to that, but yeah, Australia could, well, is and could benefit even more from from lithium. Well, we've got some pretty big companies in Australia in terms of market cap that are major players in this in this industry and would be peers of latin resources i, I would suggest or co competition for latin resources so to give a bit of a comparison in terms of market cap we're looking at one two three four five companies that that are in this space big plays the largest being pilbara at the moment based on market cap at 1.3 billion galaxy resources which i'm invested in is 978 million uh altara is 318 kidman Resources is 541 and Tawana is $179 million into all um, market cap. Then you look at Latin Resources uh, and it is $8.64 million. So a bit of a way to go yeah, up against the small. big players of P Pilbara. Um, but, you know. I think it's, I think it's Pilbara. Pilbara? Yeah. Okay. 
Nice. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's going to someone's going to write in about it if we don't correct true. ourselves on air. To give you an indication, though, they have a resource size, and I'm assuming this means you know the resource that they are currently exploring or mining, well, they are, they are miners, of 200 million tons. So they've got uh, quite a large resource size. If you compare it to Galaxy, 38 million tons. And Kidman, they have 120 million tons resource size. So some significant volume there. Interestingly, at the moment, we're... Lithium is $115.34. That's a 20% slide this year and also 6.8% slide in the last six months. And if you look at the market cap of these companies since sort of July 2018, Galaxy was $1.4 billion and it's now $978 million. So its market cap is following the direction of the lithium price at the moment, which is not surprising. So that's just something to round out. A uh, bit of a view on the competitive landscape in Australia at the moment that Latin resources are going to have to come up against. Yeah, definitely. Now, for listeners, where where did you find that lithium price? So I literally just typed in Google lithium price index and it was the first link that came up, came up tradingeconomics.com, um, went into that and boom, it's pretty much got all the different sorts of uh, minerals and commodities that you can think of. Um, and a, quite a nice table to read it from. So took me all of about four seconds to find that. Yeah, nice one. So to summarize where we are at this point, we've really just used Google, had to flick through the company's information and just had a look at sort of general, you know, articles and analysis written by banks and brokers and stuff like that about the company. We sort of know uh, broadly the industry, we know a little bit more specifically who the competitors are in that industry and the different stages of competitors, explorers, miners, processors, and then specifically about Latin resources. We know what they're doing, where they're trying to do it, and how they've gone, and then what their plans are for the future. So at this stage, we have a lot of qualitative information. Yeah. Probably time to uh, put some numbers around it. Yeah, back it up with some solid, juicy numbers. Yeah, do you want to uh, kick it off? Which we don't have. <laughs> well, we've got numbers. Uh, They're not solid or no, juicy. No. <laughs> They're all red. So you said before that uh, they have a market cap of $8.6 million. Do you want to uh, run through some of the other numbers that we have for the company? Sure. So... So the very top line of your profit and loss statement, we're looking at operating revenue and we're looking at about $27,000. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ren. Yeah, no, that's right. That's just... uh, $27,000. You could earn more more than that. Yeah, exactly. And we're not valued at $8.6 million by our employers. We should be. We should be. (laughs) We're, uh, We're less likely to find lithium though, so... Uh, yeah, I had I had to double take when I first looked at this because normally you went you know we're talking in in the millions here the the big dollars but look in 2000 and um, the last financial year they they did twenty seven thousand dollars total revenue when you add up a few other little bits and pieces came to three hundred um, and eighty one thousand dollars. Yes. So bit of a bump up there. But but we should say. To be expected just because, as we talked about before, the nature of the business is they're trying to strike 
gold, metaphorically, lithium, literally. So you're not going to be earning a lot of income as you go. You're not going to be earning a lot of revenue as you go. It's really just about not losing all your money before you find lithium. That's right. So, Ren, we can reasonably expect then with with that sort of revenue and what you you would imagine to be quite high um, expenses, so the operating expenses were... 1.8 1.8 million, we're going to see a loss. There's there's not going to be a profit here. Um, so for the last year, they they took home a net profit of negative 2.3 million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which not not surprising, as you said, it's by the nature of their business. So be it. Not necessarily a bad thing in this in this climate or context. I would suggest. Yeah, definitely. So they're. Their cash flow in terms of the actual cash leaving the business was negative 1.95. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, their, their reported loss, their uh, net profit was negative 2.3, uh, negative 2.38. So yeah. the difference there is that uh, 1.95 million of cash leaving the business and then there would have been some other things where they lost value in that they had to write down that went to their profit and loss. Yeah. The other, the other side of it, the, or do you have anything more about their income statement? No, not pretty well covered. I think time we can move on to the balance sheet. Yep. So I had uh, one that one point oh two million in debt, and then five hundred sixty three thousand in cash. Yep. Not not too bad in terms of the amount of debt they have, but if you think that you know their cash flow is about negative two million a year. Uh, and they've only got five hundred and sixty-three thousand of cash in their balance sheet. What that likely means is they're either going to have to go to their shareholders and raise capital that way, or go to the banks and raise debt that way. And going to the banks is with you know very little cash flow would be quite a daunting decision, I guess, because obviously with bank debt comes interest payments, and you need to be able to have some sort of cash flow to pay off those interest payments. So. Um, you don't want to be going down that rabbit hole too far. I would imagine they raise through uh, equity. So that that's why a lot of the miners are listed on the stock exchange, so they can raise yeah. money to do that. Mm. So that's that's the financials in brief. I don't think we need to go too much into that. No, no. So I guess I guess the question then is: so how do you how do you value this business? Like the the market gives it a value of eight point six million. It's losing money. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of cash, so I was I, I before I started looking at this I had no idea. It, it it is it seems a lot like a lottery ticket. They either find minerals and they make a fortune, or they don't and they just run out of money and you lose your capital. So as I was doing some research, there was a bunch of sort of presentations and articles on different ways you can value these explorers there are things like you can look at there's a joint venture terms method which basically looks at the probability uh, as a percentage chance of success or there's a multiple of exploration expenditure uh, which is about the amount they've spent but I didn't really understand the log- underlying logic behind that because who cares how much you spend? Yeah. That, it's it's about how what's the likelihood that they will actually uh, find something find and be something. able to spit cash out at the other end. Yeah. In theory, you would think that a really 
efficient explorer that got lucky could spend you know peanuts yeah peanuts and find yeah. lithium within a week if their first drill is a success and then others could drill for years and never find anything so i didn't really understand the multiple of exploration expenditure method but really i didn't didn't none of the none of the methods seemed to make as much sense as you know the what we talk about when we're valuing companies in terms of like the uh the cash flow that they can spit out as a part business owner you know the stuff that we always talk about so my thought is you don't try and perfectly value these companies instead mm. if you want to play mining explorer bingo and try and hit the lottery i know i mix my metaphors there <laughs> Just you need to invest in a lot of them. There would have to be some degree of active management, I'm sure, because mm. they could probably go to zero very quickly. Mm. But the most important thing would be not to put all your eggs in one basket, to uh, diversify your play because you really are you're buying a ticket to the mining explorer lottery. Yeah, big time. Completely agree, Ren. I didn't really have an idea of where to start with this sort of stuff, considering that they really don't have anything at the moment all we really know is that they're playing in the the right area i guess in terms of what um people consider to be rich areas of lithium and cobalt so that's a positive start but yeah i think my biggest learning from from galaxy being invested in that is that if you don't keep up to date with the underlying commodity and what's affecting its price you know the analysis and, and predictions for what's going to ha be happening for it in the future, demand, where it's going to be used. These these companies are very, very volatile. Um, and as you said, Ren, you know, you can it can go to zero very quickly. And if you're not actively managing your investments in these, you can find yourself hung out to dry pretty quickly. Or on alternatively, you know, it can go the opposite way. But I think that's my biggest sort of take out from these sorts of companies is the need to be very active when it comes to or anything commodity based really yeah definitely now to wrap it up just to give people an idea of the divergence of outcomes that you could uh you could get with these companies i referenced that asx study from 2014 around uh mineral explorers and how the riskiest thing they could do was actually build the mine so that same study put uh, $1,000 into 100 randomly selected junior miners or explorers. It back-tested it, put it and put $1,000 in 2004 and then looked at how it would have gone in 2014. Overall, you would have made 60% of your money or 4.9% uh, on an annual basis over 10 years. So not bad. Probably a little bit below market returns, but not bad. Yeah. That, I mean, and the recession was in there. Not in Australia, we avoided a recession, but overseas. But of the 100 companies, 22 made money and 78 lost money. And of that 78, 18 were worth less than 1% of what you put oh. out. Oh. So if you picked Ouch. the wrong 18, you Burnt. could have gone to zero very quickly. But if you picked the right 22, you would have done all right. But yeah, overall, pretty massive divergence of outcome. So yeah, as we said before, just... Uh, diversify your your lottery tickets for the mining explorer lottery absolutely all right ren well let's wrap it up there that's lrs in our second part for our deep dive into australian companies next we have another industry which is good keeping uh we're diversifying our companies that we're discussing so looking forward to that one 
Um, just to, to wrap it up, what was the main sort of sources for your finance? Um, where'd you find the numbers? Uh, the numbers, mainly Yahoo Finance. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Likewise. I, I quite like Yahoo Finance. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good to chat. And uh, are you going to go invest in lithium? Well, look, I think lithium is an interesting industry, but I haven't done anything yet. Who knows if I will? Nice. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. So, Ren, some listeners would be surprised to know that there is some structure to our madness behind the mic. Two episodes that we're going to consistently do over each month is Ask Us Anything and our book club. Ask Us Anything we're going to do on the last episode of every month. We're giving you guys the opportunity to ask us literally any question you want. It doesn't have to be equity. Literally. Literally. It doesn't have to be equities related, although we will do our best to answer the equity ones. Hit us up on our website, equitymates.com. There's a section there, ask us anything and uh, hit, hit us up with a question and we will then answer that on the last episode of our month. And Ren, book club? Well, to answer the most common question that everyone's asking... The way that Bryce keeps his hair so perfect, <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> it's a wig that he pulls out for photos. <laughs> but ask us anything other than that. <laughs> it is funny that that's the most common question yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I ask myself it every day. In terms of book club, uh, reading is a great way to learn about investing. We keep hearing it in our interviews. So we figured how do we take our listeners on a journey and uh, make us read a little bit more ourselves we started a book club. Jump on our website, equitymates.com slash book club. You can see the book we're reading. Uh, you can buy it. You can read it. Not on our website, but you, you can, you know, you can re- read the book, <laughs> listen to the episode, join the book club. It's great. <laughs> First episode of every month, we'll re- review the book that we read previously and also let you know what book we're going to be reading for the coming month. So that's Ask Us Anything, last episode of every month book club first of every month and then in between it's going to be a random mayhem mess so get on board yeah planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 